And I am Enda, also known as Enda's Corner on Twitter. And um, if you listened to our first episode, you know who we are and what this show is about. Um, But we'll also uh, remind you that uh, we do have a spoiler policy, and that is that we spoil shit. And (laughs) also that we cuss. So I don't know if I mentioned that in the first one. But if you listen to it all the way through, you figured it out. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if you have any questions or concerns um, or want to just want to give us feedback, uh, you can tweet us at blackgirlsquee, all one word, or email us at blackgirlsquee at gmail.com. So without further ado, we're going to get into our squee-worthy news. Um, first off, we've got um, Amel LaRue, a well-known uh, singer-songwriter, is starting a new hair product line uh, is that's supposed to um, meet the needs of all kinds of hair types. So... That'll be that'll be good. I hope I hope I can get it in my area because uh, I don't know about where you are, but um, the ethnic beauty supplies are um, not plentiful uh, when you go to your regular dr- drugstore. You've got uh, Pantene and Revlon and <laughs> yeah, you might be lucky to get some pink lotion, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's really not going to do much for this hair. But uh, <laughs> well, the name of her brand is called Beautiful Us, and you can find her night before conditioner um, that is um, manufactured by that brand. So be on the lookout for that. And if you want to know more about it, she did an interview with Hello Beautiful, and you can read about it there. Okay, I'll try to put that link in the show notes. Um. And speaking of singer-songwriters who are doing uh, new and interesting ventures, uh, take it away, Enda. Yes, Khalees is now working on a cookbook. And as you know, she uh, had a show on the Cooking Channel for a while. I don't know if um, it's still going on there, but she um, has a book entitled My Life on a Plate, Recipes from Around the World. And it includes recipes from Southern soul food, Caribbean, and Asian cuisines. And she's also made some eclectic dishes to reflect herself. So, uh, Khalees is actually a classically trained chef. And so if you remember her uh, last album that came out last year was called Food. And each song was a food-themed uh, title, had a food-themed title. Okay. Squee! Squee! <laughs> so that, uh, that's interesting. Uh, all those cultures are actually, I think, cultures that are part of her ancestry, so, or her, huh. um, background. So, um, that's, that's great that she's, um, offering such, uh, d- diverse dishes. Um, and, our next story is uh, Tatiana Fazlazea. Fazlazea. I have no idea, honey. I'm so sorry for butchering your name. Sorry. Bless you. Um, yes. Because she is one of our favorites around here. All right. Uh, tell us more about her. And, uh, well, um, Tatiana is the founder of Stop Telling Women to Smile. So if you've ever seen those posters um, in like larger cities where you live or just her artwork online, she is the one behind that. She's um, expanding her projects with some other things that she's doing um, this year. She's doing a t-shirt collaboration with a photographer named Texas Isaiah Valenzuela. It's called Kinship. this um, project will highlight the names of black and cisgender, black cisgender and transgender women whose lives were taken by sexual violence, and the profits of that are going to go to the Trans Women of Color Collective. And she's also working on a zine that'll be out later this summer, and it's also focusing on uh, 
street harassment. So that's a, a lot of powerful and uh, needed work. So um, thank you. Uh, yes. Thank you for that. And um, please be sure to follow that and support that movement. Um, our next story is Sudanese model Nikor Paul um, takes on racism and colorism in the fashion industry. Nicor Paul recently went on Instagram to discuss treatment of dark-skinned black women in the fashion industry, how they have to bring their own makeup to shoots, and said that she also said that they try to make darker women look ratchet in their um, photo shoots and um, fashion shows. Um, she says she also doesn't get jobs because she's blue black so um, definitely um, colorism on top of um, already uh, racism in the fashion industry which is is um, there hasn't been much of a dent made to it um, even in 2015 which is sad to say yeah, so kudos to her for uh, bringing um, light to that and it's like we were saying before uh this is like 30, 40 years after Naomi, you know, Iman, and you know, all of them, and black models are still, you know, going through all of this type of stuff, you know, in the modeling industry, and it's just ridiculous and unnecessary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, good for um, Nikor for speaking up about it, and hopefully um, people will be shamed into making some changes. Yes. So... Our next, uh, our next story is um, really squee-worthy. Um, we have several black women who are um, nominees for the 2015 Emmy Awards. Um, some of them are first-time nominees. Um, and we have um, Viola Davis and Taraji P. Henson uh, making history as um, yes. uh, two black women uh, are nominated for lead actress in a drama in the same year yeah um, so they're going up against each other unfortunately but um, you know hopefully uh, there's that just doubles the chances of one of them walking away with the <laughs> award yes so we're gonna look on the bright side for that um, other um, uh, Black Girl Squee-worthy nominees are Queen Latifah for Bessie, which is um, one that Inda called uh, in our last episode, so they were listening. Mm -hmm. They were listening to you, Inda. <laughs> um, so... Uh, they weren't just listening for Queen Latifah. They, who else got nominated? Yeah. Um, 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 the... The movie Bessie itself was nominated for Best Television Movie. Um, Uzo Aduba was nominated for Best Supporting Actress in a Drama for Orange is the New Black. Um, Cicely Tyson uh, was nominated for her um, brilliant stint on How to Get Away with Murder. Uh, she was nominated for Guest Actress in a Drama, along with Candy Alexander for a scandal. Um, so, yeah, and Monique also got a supporting actress in a TV film or a limited series for Bessie. Yes. Um, uh, and speaking of supporting actress, Regina King was in the uh, same uh, yes. category for American Crime. And yeah. Angela Bassett for American Horror Story Freak Show. So, and I'm seeing one more. Um, Niecy Nash was supported oh, yeah. for was um, nominated for supporting actress in a comedy for Getting On. And yeah, I've never I'm, seen that show. Me either. But <laughs> hey, congratulations to her. Yep. yep. Um, and congratulations. <laughs> 
Oh, you got the market cornered on that squee, but um, <laughs> congratulations to all the nominees. I don't know if we're actually going to watch, but you know, I'm I'd be more interested to watch this than last year's Oscars. So, um, uh, but I will be following the live tweet. Exactly. Um, it should yeah. be it should be popping, especially if somebody wins. If some if one of them, if Viola or Taraji wins lead actress, oh, it's about to be on. Yeah. The Twitter timeline is gonna be lit. <laughs> oh, yes. It's gonna be like. Oh. And if they both lose, that's just gonna be Ooh, no. No, no, no. Oh. They better not. They better not. The dragging will be epic. No. <laughs> and be so white, you don't want that hashtag. No. You don't want you know. it. <laughs> so, um moving on we're going to get to those are our sort of news and notes and our next two topics are we are going to take up a little more time uh, to discuss um, first of all we want to talk about Amanda Stenberg and her uh, debate I suppose you'd say with Kylie Jenner mm-hmm. and how it placed the spotlight on uh sort of the violence uh, done to black women's bodies through cultural appropriation uh, and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. she, uh, recently, maybe a week and a half ago, um, Kylie Jenner posted a picture of herself in corn rolls. That's C O R N R O double L S. Corn rolls. I still just can't. Yes, with the hashtag, white girls do it better. So, Miss Stenberg was not having it. She clapped back <laughs> with the following statement. Um, <laughs> Amanda responded with this remark, quote, when you appropriate black features and culture but fail to use your position of power to help black Americans by directing attention toward your wigs instead of police brutality or racism, hashtag white girls do it better, end quote. So, brief uh, to the point, still stinging clapback from Miss Stenberg. Um, yes. And who who gets attacked for uh, this? Of course, the black girl. Yeah. Um, because people came crawled out of the woodwork to cape for Miss Jenner. Saying that uh, Jenner was just a kid and didn't deserve these attacks from Stenberg, who is a year younger. Yeah. Um, it's funny how when black uh, girls critique white girls, that all of a sudden they become women. And, yeah, and the it's critique. an attack. It's yes. not a critique, it's exactly. an attack. Exactly. Um, but if it were the other way around, there would just be, oh, well, that's my opinion. It's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, so there's a number of things that hap- that happened in this, um, public, uh, debate. Um, we saw that, um, Stenberg was treated as an adult when she's only 16. Mm-hmm. And a 17-year-old who's been um, allegedly dating uh, 25-year-olds um, is still seen as a child. Yeah. Um, and everybody's been uh, calling Stenberg all kinds of things, that uh, all kinds of insults and names that she doesn't deserve, just for speaking up and um, saying what saying what many many people have wanted to say mm-hmm. but, but saying it 
you know, in a far more succinct and um, brilliant way. Yeah. So, um, she doesn't deserve those attacks. What, what, what Justin Bieber and Andy Cohen, those people, all these, Mm. all these people on Twitter that are caping for Kylie, um, those are attacks. Those are not critiques. Yeah, They're not coming exactly. with any kind of substance. Calling someone a jackhole is not a critique. That yeah, and then, is an attack. Yeah, yeah and then introduce the whole thing to a social media, you know, cat fight. Yeah. Well, that which was totally not the point of that. Um, Just, a, a man, Amanda came came at um, Kylie with a substantive argument. Yes. Um, calling somebody a jackhole is not a substantive argument. Nope. Um, so before we, I just want to, I hope that, um, you know, people have been, uh, writing about Amandla, um, and, uh, especially, um, uh, Ebony writer, uh, Jamila mm-hmm. Lemieux. Um, she wrote a great um, uh, piece supporting Amandla, and we want to make sure that um, we all remember, even even though she's been so brave and co- courageous um, to speak up against a number of instances of cultural appropriation, mm-hmm. we do want to keep in mind that she's just 16 and she needs to be protected. And we don't need to proclaim her the next prophet or black leader. Yeah. We just need to let her be 16. Yeah. I'm also, unfortunately, found out yesterday that she actually did get chased off Tumblr. She uh, took a, she said she was taking a break from it for a while. So, which is, like I said, really unfortunate and just unnecessary for her to have to go through that. Yeah. You don't. You know. Nobody's chasing Kylie off Instagram. No. Oh man, that's a shame. Cause she has a really great blog. Yeah. Um, it's like I was saying. I mean, with her, you know, black girls from a very early age, it's like we're kind of just socialized to be a lot older and a lot wiser than we are because of the way we're treated. And like I said, I'm glad that Amanda is so um. She's so aware and she's so wise at her age, but I just hate that she just has to be yeah. because that's just the way it is for us. But I mean, we, black girls have just not afforded their childhood and their innocence. And so it's just so, well, to say the least, irritating to see, you know, people treating her the way they are and just expecting so much of her. Okay. Um, I just want to read. Um her post again um, and I'll try to link this in the show notes because what she said in just a few paragraphs is just so profound um, Mm -hmm. especially when you again consider that this child is only 16 Um, on her blog you can find this post uh, black features are beautiful black women are not white women are paragons of virtue and desire Black women are objects of fetishism and brutality. This, at least, seems to be the mentality surrounding black femininity and beauty in a society built upon Eurocentric beauty standards. While white women are praised for altering their bodies, plumping their lips, and tanning their skin, black women are shamed, although the same features exist on them naturally. The double standard is one string in the netting that surrounds black female sexuality, a web that entraps black women when they claim sexual agency. Deeply ingrained into culture is the notion that black female bodies at the intersect of oppression are less than human and therefore unattractive. They are symbols of pain, trauma, and degradation. Often when they are sexualized, it is from a place of racial fetishism. 
Black feminine sexuality is a tender spot, tender with deep-rooted suppression and taboo, the effects of which are pervasive. The stigmas surrounding it are embedded in American infrastructure and psyche, as evidenced by the way black women are sexually assaulted and treated by police, an act that goes frequently unreported by the media. When the media is not ignoring black women altogether, they are disparaging them. As culture shifts and racial tensions are tested through the vehicle of the Black Lives Matter movement, it is important to question, do female black lives matter too? Mm. Wow. Just, just a brilliant girl right there. Yeah, I'm saying I was a full-grown legal adult before I was ever even able to even articulate anything like that. Yes. Yes, and um, just, just I just had to read that because I couldn't help but think about um, the next woman that we're going to talk about and women like Sandra Bland and um, countless other black women who, who whose names we don't know, yeah, but um, have been harmed by this these awful stereotypes and. Uh, pervasive ideas in our culture. Um, so we support you, Amanda, and we squee for you, and yes. we want to protect you and okay. take all the time that you need uh, away from social media. Um, and and hopefully you do return someday because. We do appreciate your words. Yes. Okay. So I guess I gotta give her a squeeze. So. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> it's just for you, my love. <laughs> squeeze. All right. So, um, moving on. Um, please keep those words in mind as we go to our next topic, which is. Who is um, Queen Serena Williams? Squee! Squee! So much squee, <laughs> squee. Um, uh, about a, almost two weeks ago, uh, Serena Williams won her 21st Grand Slam title at Wimbledon in England. Um, she's set to attend the U.S. Open. Um, in August and if she wins there she'll tie Steffi Graf for most titles won in uh, the modern uh, era or at least in this recent area era um, and she'll do it at 33 going on 34 which is astounding um, when you think that her the her peers in the sport right now are probably at least 10 years younger than her Um, but um, even as she's um, set to make history and um, probably become one of the greatest athletes of all time and I'm just going to say greatest athletes of all time without qualifiers not greatest female athlete um, not greatest tennis player, greatest athlete. She's said to become one of the greatest athletes of all time if she continues at this pace um, despite her age. Um, But even as she's set to do that, um, she's uh, forced to deal with a tremendous amount of um, hatred, discrimination, racism, sexism, some ugly racialized sexism um, that's um, specific to her as a black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a great article on um, Vox that details many incidents from her career where um, she's been scrutinized 
for um, um, her body, uh, mm -hmm. um, the shape of her body, um, uh, and body parts, um, which is not something that she can, you can't, some things you can't control. Um, you can't mm -hmm. control your the way you're built. Mm -hmm. um, there's the, the day that she won Wimbledon, the New York Times printed an article um, from her peers in the tennis world and their trainers saying that, um, you know, somebody could probably beat Serena, but um, but none of the tennis players on her circuit um, want to get bigger or more muscular like Serena because they are women and want to look like women. Wow. Which is, you know, it's basically shade. Yeah. Basically yeah. trying to say that Serena is not a woman or does not look like a woman. Yeah. Um, that's just the tip of the iceberg of um, the the kind of crap that is thrown her way, even as she rises above it and continues to break records and win championships. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's been dealing with this intense scrutiny of her body, her behavior, um, ever since she started her career in the 90s. Um, sports writers called her fat and lazy. Um, mm. You know, other, other sports, um, people in sports media would just attribute her, her wins to her muscular build and not to yeah. and not to any sort of skill or yeah. mental mental um, fortitude um, yes yeah, like I said on more than one occasion I've seen her being referred to as brute yeah and or overpowering and um, yeah um, on Twitter she's called a gorilla or dominant and manly Mm -hmm. um, she's uh, there's um, comments about her uh, athleticism that are grounded in stereotypes um, such as being um, animalistic and aggressive or mm -hmm. um, um, stereotypes that are thrown specifically at black women that um, as in calling them masculine, unattractive, and yet um, hypersexual all at once. Yes. Yeah. So, mental gymnastics, like you say. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, just the way they just have to, you know, contradict themselves. Like, you know, things make sense and still don't see, you know, the illogic that goes into them. You know, the things they say about her. It's just, you know, he said it's mind blowing. Um, there's um, a sociologist named Delia Douglas who um, studies um, um, studies uh, the um, commentary made about black athletes, um, mm -hmm. who noted that um, comments about Serena Williams were often couched in the the quote essentialist logic of racial difference which is huh? which is long sought to mark the black body as inherently different from other bodies end quote um, some will even say that um, hey you still there Yeah. Okay. Some have even um, uh, pointed at her, her 
chest and her behind as um, factors that have hindered her success. Um, 21 championships doesn't seem... Uh, uh, I don't know. I said I was thinking, I'm like, she's won 21 championships, but she's not successful. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't think... Yeah, um, her body has uh, not hindered her in any way. Um, but the fact that they focus on these parts that um, have nothing to do with her game... Mm-hmm. Um, not instead of focusing on her arms or her legs or her brain that she needs to stay mm-hmm. in the game um, they want to focus on those um, sexualized parts mm-hmm. which um, brings to mind um, how Europeans viewed uh, Sarche Bartman, who was called mm-hmm. the Hot and Tot Venus, who was basically treated as a in a, circ- a circus sideshow, an exhibit. Um, I think they even um, placed her, some of her body parts, in museums for people to gawk at after yeah. after her death. Yeah. And I think she was just only recently, maybe in the last decade or so, returned to um, actual, actual. Um, yeah, it was in there in home. 2002 or 2004. They returned her remains to South Africa, let her be buried. Just Jesus, just let somebody rest. My God. Well, yeah, yeah. That's that's deeply depraved. dehumanize someone so much that you would um, display their uh, private parts in a museum as if they After were they're dead as if they were something other than human you do that with I don't know dinosaurs or uh, extinct animals or something I don't uh, anyway I mean, the really horrible thing about that too is like she was dissected. There were just her parts there. It wasn't even like her. Um, it wasn't even like you know they preserved you know her entire um, body. They cut her up, and dissected her. Just deeply, deeply, deeply sick. Douglas continues that the prominence of narratives that depict the Williams sisters as overwhelming and destroying their female opponents are significant for they call upon enduring stereotypes of the dangerous black body and the strong black woman. Uh, She continues to note that the way both Venus's and Serena's strong black female bodies were described as pummeling and overwhelming as pummeling and overwhelming and overpowering um, apparently frail and powerless white female opponents. Um, There was a Russian tennis official that uh, I'm not even going to name, but um, called the Williams sisters brothers, and in that one one word managed to hit hit a triple hit a trifecta of um, racism, sexism, and transphobia all all in a word um, so it's 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 just wild the amount of ugliness and hatred and just really sick ideas that that people are not afraid to spout when it comes to these two women. Um, There was another uh, incident in 2001 where a sportscaster said that Serena would fit better on the cover of National Geographic than Playboy. And then... Uh. 
and then later explained his comment or tried to justify his comment as not being racist but zoological zoological uh, um, I'm like first of all okay these are she's an athlete why would you even think that she would be on in either of these magazines in the first place you know I mean you have this is that thing is though that that just perfectly sums up how black women's bodies are seen either you know you're this exhibit to be gawked at and, you know and just you know, studied and whatnot like you're not even human and picked or you complete yeah or completely sexualized is this all that body is good for and I mean oh man that's that's just disgusting like 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 she's not even human yeah zoological just so this is the kind of deeply ugly disgusting crap that gets thrown um, Serena's way and Venus's way um, despite all that they try to do for the sport of tennis for women in the sport of tennis um, for black people in general um, uh, that they manage to rise above it and um, continue to succeed is uh, very commendable um, yeah but they should not yeah. have to they should not exactly should not have to deal with this kind of stuff um, in 2015 um, from people who should who should know better who should examine these ugly ugly ideas and where they got them from and how they can extract them from their consciousness and from the um, collective consciousness of this um, culture. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, but it just kills me, you know, this fear I guess it is you know of a black woman being in this you know predominantly and I guess traditionally I'll say that in quotations um, uh, white um, space and then seeing her excel you know just kind of like you said bringing all of that ugliness out of it and then it's like they have gotten it from all sides from like from fans from media and even you know officials you know trying to cheat them you know when they were younger and trying to make really bad calls against them and things like that and I mean I just don't understand, you know, this fear, you know, of black women in these spaces and, you know, just this disdain that they will succeed. You know, I mean, it just makes no sense to me. And for them to continue to pile on this stuff when it's obviously not working is just a testament yeah. to, I don't know, just how deep this runs and how deep the psychopathology of it is it's just it's really pathological when you think yeah, about it it really is um, but I just want to read this one uh, quote from uh, an article in Ms. Magazine to kind of sum this up quote the real victor in this is Serena though she's had to endure this kind of derision since she came up in the tennis scene she continues to win and transcend and the same body that people love to mock. End quote. So, um, squee! squee! <laughs> <laughs> to Serena. Because I'm like, I don't even think I've heard her even address all the mess that she got, you know, when she won. And she just went and partied at the celebrations, <laughs> danced with the male winner, and, yeah. you know, she's just, you know, rolling along with it. I mean, just, what's it that the president always does? Just shake, rubs it off his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> brushes it off. Yeah. I mean, bless her heart, because, I mean, if I were her, I swear I'd be the same way she was a few years ago when uh, that official uh, tried to cheat her, and she, and she just went ahead and cussed her out that time, but 
she is much better than me because there's no way I'd just take the take it all in stride the way she has and you know, come out intact, still winning and excelling the way she is. Um, yeah, just and, and it's like even if she did say something and speak up against this, she'd be attacked just like a mandla. Exactly, she'd be angry as if she had no reason to be. Yeah, as if it there's something wrong with being an angry black woman if you have yeah. if you when you have a reason to be angry oh, we, we're not even allowed to be angry we're not allowed to have feelings and then we're treated as we don't as if we mm-hmm. don't feel it's just ah oh. yeah we're not allowed to have feelings that aren't in service to someone else yeah so it's a it's a horrible catch-22 yeah, because if like we are angry, we better be angry for somebody else, and you know, working for them. But having anger of all the bullshit we go through in our own lives—that's just not acceptable. <laughs> we're supposed to be, you know, we're supposed to be the bigger gem. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm still mad about it, and I've been writing about it all day. You don't know, okay? Oh. <laughs> okay. Um. You know, I'm still mad. The more I think about it, the madder I get. Ooh, but we'll talk yeah. about that later. Um, okay. What we need to do now is move on to a new segment. Um, one of our new segments. Um, if you follow Inda on Twitter, and you should, at Inda's Corner on Twitter, um, you'll notice that she does. She regularly does um, a thing called Womanist Vocab. Find it under the hashtag womanist vocab, where she defines um, a different word uh, that black feminists uh, should know or need to know if you're um, interested in learning about um, black feminist thought. So, with that, uh, take it away, Enda. What is your womanist vocab word of this week? Okay, well, for the first one, I thought we'd just go ahead and define womanism itself. Okay. So, a womanist uh, is a womanist, a woman who loves women, appreciates women's culture and power. That's um, something that you should incorporate into the world as a whole. But actually, I said a woman who loves women appreciates. But I, was, I just think that applies to anyone who loves women and appreciates women's culture. There are a lot of men and non-gender conforming people who definitely qualify as womanists. Um, Womanism uh, addresses racist and classist aspects of white feminism, and it um, actively opposes separatist ideologies. Um, It also recognizes that uh, black men are integral um, to black women's lives, you know, as children, lovers, family members, you know, friends, and so forth. And, um, we, uh, womanism uh, is a way to uh, account for the ways in which black women support um, and empower black men and also just kind of gives us the tools to understand our relationships to men and how it differs to white women. So, uh, yeah, I think that's the gist of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. And again, you can find uh, more Womanist Vocab if you go to Inda's Twitter, at Inda's Corner, uh, and search under the the hashtag Womanist Vocab. Um, Let's see, I think maybe we'll... Haven't done it lately, but I'll get back to it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I think we'll fit in maybe one these other new segments and then uh, <laughs> wrap it up because yeah, this is I our... know which one it's not going to be <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, since uh, this is our second time trying to record this uh, and we want to try to get it out uh, as soon as we can um, if not Tuesday um, then we'll try to get it out uh, first thing Wednesday um, but um and our new segment is another new segment is Catch the Fade, uh, which is where Enda and I will um, rant about um, anything that um, comes to our, our mind that we want to rant about. 
um, this time I I have um, something that something that I've uh, noticed lately that I want to uh, that I hope will catch the fade. Um, I've been um, I've joined a new fandom recently, and um, the first thing I do when I join a new fandom is I search for fan podcasts about that mm. particular um, subject. I'll um, look up um, information about um, a show or a book or um, uh, comics or something like that on on Wikipedia and different wikis specific to that um, piece of media. Um, and what I've found um, when it comes to um, the, the fandom that I just joined, which is uh, Steven Universe, is that um, there's just what, too many straight white dude bros uh, mm. hosting mm. Steven Universe fan podcasts and um, I'm sure they justify it by the fact that the main protagonist is uh, a little boy a male um, named Steven Universe but the entire uh, cast of other main characters are uh, female identified um, characters. They might technically they're genderless uh, gems, but they mm-hmm. use but they use uh, gendered pro- pronouns like she and her. So I think that the writers intend for us to uh, view them as. Uh, female and um, uh, Steven I wouldn't count Steven's father as a main character he's a secondary character uh, that's male but still there's yeah there's no need for for all of these fan podcasts to be hosted by dudes there's mm-hmm. just there's no excuse um, because most of the time, all we're getting is the same viewpoint. Um, you know, you can go from one podcast to another, and you're getting the same viewpoints from from the same kind of perspective. And no one wants it. I don't want it. Yeah, that's not the yeah. perspective I want. Um, I would love to hear more women's voices in this fandom and in other um, genre media. More queer women's voices, um, more mm-hmm. queer women of color's voices. Speaking about um, yeah. the different ways um, that um, queerness and uh, racial coding and other things kind of interact in this show, because everybody applauds Steven Universe for getting so much right with regard to queerness, but. When you when you look at how um, the 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 characters that are coded as people of color um, are treated um, within the fandom and on the show itself, mm-hmm. it, there's some there's some things they're not getting quite right. And I'd like yeah. I'd really love to hear people talk more about that. But since we have all these straight white dude bros, we're never gonna hear about that. Yeah, and it's like they kind of don't understand that this show is pretty much in opposition to everything they stand for. So, I mean, do do you just not see that, you you know, and just realize that not everything is going to revolve around you? Yeah, and that's why that's why when you have that that direct opposition, you're never going to get the level of analysis that's really interested interesting to somebody. Um, to somebody like me, to mm-hmm. other people who really love the show for the aspects that you don't even want to talk about. Yeah. So, please, please, women, queer women, queer women of color, get get yourself a headset, a microphone, download Audacity, um, SourceForge.net, 
and make you a Steven Universe po- podcast and then link me to it. Yeah. <laughs> Tweet I mean, me. We'll even come talk to you, talk with you about it, you know. Because I show, would love you know. to talk with some with people um, about that, um, especially so we can squee over Garnett and um, yeah, and all her fusions, yes. all her other fusions too. Yes, and talk about and talk about um, this latest uh, arc of episodes and oh, what yeah. they got right and what they did not get right. So yes. please, please, women, give us your voices. I need your voices. I'm so tired of listening to these dudes. Okay. <laughs> so that's who I hope will catch the fade. And, you know, let us know if you like our new segments, um, Women is Vocab and Catch the Fade. Um, you can let us know by tweeting us at Black Girl Squee on Twitter. Or emailing us at blackgirlsquee, all one word, at gmail.com. And of course, uh, Inda's Twitter is at Inda's Corner, and mine is at DustDaughter. Um, so you can, you have a number of ways to contact us and let us know what you think of the show. Um, so with that, um, Inda, you want to hit us off with a Black Girl Commandment? And this week's Black Girl Commandment, Thou shalt acknowledge the excellence that is Serena Williams. <laughs> Alright, um, thanks for listening to the show. Bye. Oh my gosh, this shouldn't have taken this long. Okay, I'm gonna have to cut all this out. All right.